0: I read possibly the stupidest Big 12 expansion tweet of all time. And since my brain is rotting, I'm forced to share it with you. This is Locked on Big 12. You are locked on Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. I hope you had a good Valentine's Day yesterday. Can I be honest with you? I usually plan out my content every week. It's you doing a show every day. I want to give you the best, right? So I try to do an expansion show a week because that is ever-changing. And today I've got the Big 12 is being denied. There are teams that are denying the Big 12, apparently. Conspiracy theorists, put on your tinfoil hat. Uh, Let's also cover the ACC's demise. It's got a bit clearer and i want to take you through the big 12's transfer portal rankings right now in football it's an all football jam-packed day this thursday you don't want to miss it It's, it's right here i don't know why i'm like previewing it this is it this, there's a tweet that was put out by Jim Williams, who I appreciate and that I like. I think Jim Williams is a good member of Big 12 Media that says the sudden success of USF football and basketball has them back in both the Big 12 and the ACC conversation. I got confirmation this morning. He says he got confirmation this morning. USF will be at the top of the expansion list. Now, I don't think that's a thing. I do believe that USF is an underrated, underrated brand when we have these conversations and people bring up Boise State, they bring up San Diego State, they bring up Fresno State. Uh, but right now, I don't I don't think there's any way that USF is actually in the conversation of the Big 12 right now, right here. Thursday, February 15th, 2024, the year of our Lord, USF will not be a Big 12 team. Then opens the conversation with that tweet. Where a guy named Luke Fletcher comments, great info, heard the same, will be interesting, you know, if UConn is being vetted by the ACC. And Jim responds that he doesn't think UConn being added to either the ACC, or you have to think, he says you have to think that UConn will be added to the Big 12 of the ACC. Do I think that'll happen, I, uh, guys, guys, guys? What have we been hearing for months now? Oh uh, yeah, UConn's gonna gonna go to the Big Twelve. Gonzaga's gonna go to the Big Twelve, or UConn's gonna be a basketball only addition to somebody, and it hasn't happened. No, Brett Yorma, Brett Yormar in Spokane, Washington. It hasn't happened yet. I don't know if anybody has put forward legit. There are all these sources that are out there. All the, Oh, this person told me this, and this person told me that. But none of it has happened when it comes to basketball-only schools. And there doesn't seem to be a clear timeline on why anybody would wait. It's great for clicks. I've used it as part of content to talk about Gonzaga or UConn and what they would bring in a basketball setting. I just don't think it's going to happen. And then here comes the final one, the nail. Those aren't the idiotic tweets. Those aren't the ones I want to bring up. This one is from C.F. Malloy. Big 12 is having troubles getting out of their own way in adding members like UConn. And that one, you're like, all right, yeah, sure, they could do that. UConn, he continues, and SMU, Tulane, Memphis, USF. He's not done. San Diego State, Fresno State, Boise State, Colorado State, and perhaps others they should add, like East Carolina, Appalachian State, Marshall. I, the list goes on to put Liberty, Temple, and UTSA in there. Malloy says those are rising fast. I cannot. I read this, I re- and I got full-body chills. I got full-body chills that the Big 12, this is, like it says, the Big 12 cannot get out of its own way in adding members like Liberty and UTSA and East Carolina, not to mention he goes on Oregon state and Washington state. Those are two that I could see, right? I think Washington state adds value to a league. How much value does it add to the big 12? You take the Pacific Northwest into account. And I got, I still think it's fine to add them. I just don't. It's if you don't, I, I also think that's fine. I'm just, where does a human being in their brain think Yeah. And I found that this isn't a parody account, by the way, a human being in the brain think, yeah, you know, the Big 12 has really wanted to add Eastern Carolina, but can't get out of its own way. So ECU is turning them down. Brother, imagine a conference where we have the likes of Colorado and Kansas State, a Utah, a BYU, a Baylor, even a UCF who's on the come up. And then you toss in UTSA, Temple, Appalachian State and Marshall. When we look at the future of the Big 12, there's a word that I want you to know. There's a word I want you to know. And when you're at... I, you, inevitably, you have a guy in your office who is a Texas fan. You have a guy in your office who is a Michigan fan. You have a guy in your office who's an Alabama fan or a fan of an SEC team. And when they try to rag on the Big 12, what I, what the message that I would give them, this is what you bring. This is what you take away from the show. The, the learning portion is the Big 12 has the L word. And it's not love. Happy Valentine's Day. It is leverage for the first time in, in a while in like the last decade. The Big 12 has leverage and more leverage than it has had in the past 10 years since Nebraska and companies split off in this conference. Leverage because there are leagues like the ACC, as we will get into, that are falling apart and are looking for a lifeboat. When the Pac-12 saw its demise, where did the other team, where did its teams search for that lifeboat? It was the Big 12. Now, look, we're not an orphanage. We're not a lifeboat. We are a conference. The Big 12, Brett Yormark is running a conference. This isn't a charity. It's not a, I will toss you a bone here. Like Arizona State, how much did you really get from adding Arizona State? at the time, it looked like the Big 12 was going to get a steal in adding Arizona. They're going to be a great asset. and I do believe that in, in in part, they can be a great asset, but then you find out they're over $200 million in debt. because, Well, more than that, but they were missing $200 million of cash on hand. They thought they had. There was a miscalculation, right? So it already felt like in the four teams you got from the Pac-12, a couple are home runs, maybe Colorado right now with Deion Sanders, but when he leaves, what does that look like? Utah certainly being a home run out of that pack and then Arizona, Arizona State who have one New Year's Six Bowl combined between them, you think, all right, what was the vetting process here? How much stronger did the Big 12 really get by adding those? Are you going to water down the bottom of this conference in football or basketball or baseball or something? Now, there are Olympic sports that those teams are good at, and I don't think those schools are overall bad additions. But what I'm trying to say is that right there feels like that the, they those teams clips mostly all but Utah kind of clipped the, the low end of, oh, yeah, we, we could take them. It, it doesn't make them a marquee factor. I don't think Arizona State becomes a marquee factor in this conference. So why would why would USF, why would Fresno State, why would Boise State? if you want to be knowledgeable about oh brother, if you want to be knowledgeable about the expansion Big 12 and expansion in college football, never, never come to the water cooler or the dinner table or the country club golf course and say, yeah, the Big 12 can't get out of its own way in adding East Carolina and Appalachian State. instead, Let's do the same thing that happened with the Pac-12. And I'm going to give you the blueprint for how this is going to work. The same thing that happened with the Pac-12 is happening right now with the ACC, but maybe possibly more violent, possibly more violent, because this one takes a full grant of rights. Look, it rips apart a grant of rights from get go. There's a lawsuit from get go from Florida State. It's not like, oh, like a thief in the night. A team leaves like a Texas or Oklahoma or a USC UCLA in the ACC. It's different. So now I think we turn our attention to that conference and see what plays out. In all, though, I'm going to dive into that. In all, though, if someone tells you that UTSA and the Big 12 were in talks, but UTSA turned them down, or that the Big 12 can't get out of its own way in adding these teams, they are wrong. They are wrong. There is no interest in the Big Twelve in East Carolina, and to be honest with you, I don't think. I really don't think at this point we're going to see Gonzaga in basketball. We're going to see UConn. I think we have a better shot of seeing. I think we have a better shot of seeing uh, Gonzaga in basketball than we do UConn. But I don't think we're going to see either yet. I think the focus now turns east. Like if if you add Gonzaga, and the next day the ACC falls apart, do you have enough bandwidth? To take four ACC teams, take six of those ACC teams. I don't know why you play with that. How much value do you truly get out of Gonzaga? And there are some people that are like, oh, well, Gonzaga sucks basketball this year. They might not even be a tournament team. So, of course, you wouldn't add them. That's not really a factor. The long-term success of the Zags is what's going to help them in their ploy to be a Big 12 team. I just don't know if that long-term success for that team is going to give you an... Like if Mark Few leaves tomorrow, if Mark Few decides tomorrow he wants to be an analyst at CBS, then what did you do in adding Gonzaga? What did you do? In the same way, like a Clemson values itself so much. If Dabo Sweeney leaves tomorrow and Clemson becomes a perennial six and six, what did you do? Who did you add? They have built up themselves, their brand in college football, by winning consistently. The day that stops, what else can they fall back on? Texas has stuff to fall back on when football sucks. So does Florida State. So does Michigan, Alabama. Gonzaga doesn't, certainly. <laughs> Get it? It's a joke. Uh, coming up, let's talk ACC and how it is going away. Locked on Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is where I go to make money. I think, uh, you know, I need some money. I Tax season's coming up, by the way, and I'm a small business owner. Not only do I do the Locked On Big 12 thing and the Savannah Bananas Party Animals thing, but also I do the small business owning and I need a little extra cash. Uh Fanduel's help helped me out with that because I can bet on Big 12 basketball. I go in and I say, I think Kansas is going to win tonight. and think Kansas wins and I get money. Or I think Houston's going to win tonight and they win and I get money. Well, not tonight, tonight, but you know, like most nights right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's $150. If your bets, your bet wins, uh, you can get quick bets on the NBA live game. Same parlays live game. Same, same game, exclusive props and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. Visit FanDuel. Use locked on slash locked on and shoot your shot. Vandal is the official sports book partner of the NBA. The ACC is going away. The ACC is 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 going away, and the catalyst for this is maybe less so Florida State and more so ESPN. This is again, the big 12 is in a position of leverage here. We can have this conversation because the Big 12 is strong as strong as it's been in the last decade with its new additions and it also looks strong in the in the near future like with the Big 12 has more teams ranked in ESPN's way too early college football top 25 than the big 10. So not only do things look strong from like a brand standpoint and the conference has a cohesion, but the teams are also good right now. You go to the ACC and things aren't happening quite like that and even maybe even more so, they are falling apart because ESPN doesn't exactly want the product the way that their schools, the way these schools were led to believe they did. Remember when we talked about a couple of months back? And by the way, I love the Locked On ACC guys. Like I love Kenton Gibbs. I, I think he is so nails. I listened to that show and it's great, but I hate to say it. I don't know how much longer that show has. And Kenton Gibbs could be a great co-host of, of Locked On Big 12. <laughs> I'm inviting him right now. But the reason why is the grant of rights, in essence, was allegedly, I'm going to cover my own legal basis, fraudulent. And that, that's what Florida State has kind of made the key of as they take this thing to court is, hey, we were led. We were under the impression that into the mid-2030s that we had a contract with ESPN. And that's kind of what the ACC gave to these schools. Like, yeah, you know, we'll figure out the ESPN contract. We'll renegotiate when we need to, whatever. Instead, it turns out that ESPN's contract with ACC is going away a lot sooner than the ACC wanted its schools to know. This is from Greg Swain. Breaking news. I don't know if breaking is the right way. One year from now, ESPN can end the ACC by canceling the media contract, just thus ending the grant of rights. Why would ESPN do this? Because they can pay for the current ACC teams they want in other conferences and dumping the schools they now lose money on. That's what this is. When we talk about it being a money game. And how the big 12 now has leverage because ESPN is going to make money off the big 12. And, and it's, it's even enough across the board. There's not really that one big 12 team that ESPN says, Oh, this is such an outlier. We got to let them go. Boston college gives you the Boston market, right? You would think that we have these conversations all the time of, Oh, does this team give you like, does Miami give you Miami market? And then you look closer and you're like, Oh, does it? Does it like does Boston college give you the Boston market? No. No, we're not adding any excess viewership because of Boston College. We're not adding any excess viewership off of off off of Syracuse. Right. It's like, you know, it's kind of a few hours away from New York City. We get the New York market. No. And ESPN knows that they know the teams they make money off of. They know the games they make money off of. They know the games they lose money off of. And there are games they lose money off of. And what what did the ACC just do? My brothers and sisters in Christ, here's why the ACC is not going to last much longer. And it's not even Florida State's fault. It's because you brought in SMU, Cal and Stanford. SMU is not going to bring you a ratings bump. It had some of the worst ratings, some of the worst attendance that I saw out of teams that claim to be Power Five this last season. There were some real S words that that the, that SMU put out there. Then you bring in a Cal. How many people are going to watch Cal play? How many people are going to watch Cal play Louisville? I think Louisville could be an, a valuable brand. I think ESPN thinks Louisville could be a valuable brand or they wouldn't be in the ACC. But there are aspects of this conference that are not going to be profitable enough to to justify keeping the entire league together. When you could pick and pull a even a pit, you could pull a Miami, you could pull a Clemson, you could pull a UNC and a Virginia and say, hey, look, or a Virginia Tech or an NC State, if they have to come with those schools and say, let's put you somewhere else, whether that's the big 12 or not i'm not saying that this is going to be the big 12 that the catalyst to this is the big 12 poaching these teams it very well could be i believe there's a scenario in which that happens but overall it's going to be somebody even if it's not the big 12 it's the sec it's the big 10 it's 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 money money the cw is not going to bring in the revenue the acc wants and espn sees that and and laughs like the acc bringing in bringing in CW games, bringing in three teams that are irrelevant in football at this point. Stanford, you could kind of make a case that they're okay and their Olympic sports are good. Those three from out West now playing in the East Coast Conference, the Atlantic Coast Conference. Not only does it not make sense from a just you and me standpoint, it doesn't make sense from a viewership standpoint. People aren't going to watch this. And now where these schools were led to believe that ESPN was signed on through oh what, like 10 years, like 2030 something. Now that's gone away. ESPN doesn't, they never said that. They're like, oh, you told your guys that we didn't say that. And Florida State exposed all this. Now we know, like, you, it was six months ago, it was like, ah, yeah, this could, this thing could fall apart because the ACC doesn't have the staying power it thinks it does. The power brands want out. And those two things are true. But now we know even more about how the ACC is falling apart right before our eyes. And if you were the Big 12, the same way the Pac 12 fell apart, if you're the Big 12, you go and get the brands that you can get. ESPM is going to be the one that helps fund this. They're going to be the one that says, we could use the viewership numbers of North Carolina somewhere else better than we could in the ACC. ESPN doesn't have any allegiance to the ACC. Honestly, I bet they're not very happy with them because the, the leadership of that conference effectively lied to its teams, allegedly um, about ESPN's contract and how it signed on with the conference. What you wouldn't like that if you were ESPN in, in essence, I think what's happening with the ACC is going to be more dramatic than what happened with the Pac-12 because the legal situation is going to be so so heavy up front and you're going to see you're going to see not just a mass exodus but the death of 4 to 6 of these sports programs death as in the same treatment that Washington State and Oregon State are getting right now that's inevitable it's going to happen SMU is going to be one of them you burned your bridges and jumped onto the Titanic The other, but the Pac-12 Titanic just went down, and now we've just we're gonna do it all over again. Now that you are inside the submarine, that's visiting the Pac-12, that's visiting the Titanic. Congrats! Where's it gonna get you? Coming up, transfer portal, lockdown, Big Twelve, part of the lockdown podcast network. Your team, every day. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time's where I go when I want to go to the game or a concert or the theater. Game Time is the best app. Download the app. It's an app right now. To get an extra hundred bucks in Vegas if you were there for the big game, would you buy yourself a great dinner, put it all on red, have fun with a hundred dollars on the big game in Vegas using Vegas One Hundred? Get hundred dollars off at at game time with Vegas One Hundred for the big game. I am. I look, look. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time right now. All Game Time users get hundred dollars off a big game ticket with code Vegas One Hundred. Get a big game ticket. Hundred dollars off with code Vegas one hundred. Zone deals, flash deals, the view from your seat, all that jazz. Terms apply. Download the Game Time app. Use code Vegas one hundred for hundred dollars off a big game ticket, or use code LOCKEDON On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. That is all at Game Time. Boom. The Big Twelve is doing pretty good in the whole transfer portal thing. And honestly, it's some of these teams you might not expect. Number one of the conference is Colorado. That's like, they have the best roster in this league. Everyone's going to underrate Colorado, put them at ninth in the Big 12 preseason, tops ninth, tops ninth. I have them, I think, at 11th right now. And, and the scary thing about Colorado is they will have the best roster in this league say in terms of four stars and five stars. They may have the best quarterback in the league when all is said and done this season. If they get an offensive and defensive lines, they could be scary. For TCU, they're second in the league in, power, in, in transfer portal power rankings. 19 commits for TCU. And what I like about it is Sonny Dykes did effectively the opposite of what like Baylor did. Sonny Dykes said, Oh, we underperformed. We're going to attack the transfer portal to the point where we wanted we're one of the best teams in the Big 12. We want to have an elite transfer portal class. TCU is now top 15 of the country. Arizona State, the same thing. 23 commits out of the transfer portal. They are saying we weren't good enough to, to meet the standard we wanted to be at last season. We're going to go hit the transfer portal hard. Houston at four, we weren't good enough. We have a new head coach. We fire our head coach. We have a new head coach, and Willie Fritz immediately hit the transfer portal trail and brought in 18 new guys. Houston is still likely going to go three and nine, four and eight. However, I think in three years, Willie Fritz will win in the recruiting hotbed that is Houston and then fifth in the conference, rounding out the top five of the Big 12 is UCF. They said, we did not feel like we met the standard we wanted to last year. That's what I love about these five teams. These five teams all have a commitment to success. It's why I wanted to see like Cincinnati should be in the top five. Baylor should be in the top five. BYU should be in the top five, though I know the culture is different there. Those are the teams that should be looking in the mirror and saying, we didn't do what we wanted to. Our standard was not met. We've got to regroup somehow. And Colorado, TCU, Arizona State, Houston, and UCF all did that. They're all teams that weren't elite last year and needed to make replacements. So then in, that that's inverse. The inverse of that is Iowa State has maybe the most returning production in the country next season. They only have four transfer portal guys. They didn't need to attack the transfer portal. There's some positive attrition. Some guys left that weren't going to get a ton of playing time. Kansas State, they had what I would consider positive attrition. They had guys leave that weren't going to be major contributors, guys that might have been locker room issues. Oklahoma State, like, look at this. 12 through 16, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, and then BYU is also in there. Four of those five teams all were good last season and have enough returning production that I don't need them to be in the top five of the Big 12 in transfer portal rankings. BYU, you're a different story, and I'm not sure how we're going to analyze how you attack the transfer portal. Only four commits right now. Hopefully the second go around, you can get a couple more because BYU obviously needs to beef up next season. However, and even West Virginia at 11, Arizona at 10, which that one's kind of funky with the coaching change, but West Virginia at 11, I don't mind you being outside the top 10 because these are the programs that positive attrition will work for. If you're Baylor, if you're Cincinnati, positive attrition will not work for you. You need, you need. Bodies out of the transfer portal that are good. Baylor lost maybe its two best players out of the transfer portal, and like a Gabe Hall who was also good at football is gone. I think Baylor's gonna suck next year. They are ninth in the Big 12. They are outside the top half of the Big 12 in transfer portal rankings, and they were three and nine. Baylor should never be three and nine. You see, I'm passionate about the subject. Your top five, though. Your top five, though. I I don't want to sit here and say that I'm surprised to see Arizona State there, Houston there. Even TCU, they needed to be there, and they did. That's what impressed impressed me. That's when I look at the blueprint of the transfer portal rankings of the Big 12 this offseason. I'm impressed by the fact that there are teams that did not perform last season who said, this is not who we are. We are committed to winning, and they went and they got it done in the portal. Nationally, the Big 12 is up there too. Colorado fifth in the country. DCU 15th in the country. Arizona State is a top 25 transfer portal team in America. Houston 27, UCF 28, Texas Tech at 31. And there's still another round of transfer portal. It's like a Baylor. There's another round of the transfer portal coming up in the spring where you could probably make your bed with, with a little bit more. These teams are getting better. These teams are getting better. The top five is getting better and it might extend to six with Texas Tech or seven with Cincinnati. Texas Tech is okay to be in the median; again. They have enough returning production. They need some more returning production. If they're six in the Big 12, that's great. Cincinnati, you should be one in the Big 12. You needed almost a complete roster overhaul from last year. Cincinnati's going to struggle this year because their transfer portal rankings started strong. They started strong in the portal and they petered out by the end. What I'm pointing out, I'm impressed. I'm happy with some of you. I think the way that the big 12 wins the transfer portal with the way that the bottom teams that can be at the, bottom they needed to be at the bottom. They have return production, the teams at the top and that's going to help recruiting for high schoolers too. You see that these, these teams are good enough that they're not relying on the portal. The teams at the top, you weren't good enough. You needed positive attrition. Some of the teams in the middle, a la a Texas tech or a Utah. Yeah. You grabbed a couple pieces that are going to be key, but you didn't need to throw everybody out the window. Then again, there are your holes. A Baylor who needed to be number one. A Cincinnati who needed to be number one. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe TCU didn't have to be number two. It could have been like a six. It's a weird thing to read into, but I don't think it's great, automatically great to be number two in the conference in power rankings uh, or in transfer portal rankings. Kansas State, if they were number two in the conference, I wouldn't feel good about that. That's not what Chris Kleiman really like, you know, like he's got enough coming back that's not what he really needs to do. We'll see. This has been It Always Will Be. Come back tomorrow. We're going to take a lot of recruiting tomorrow. A lot. I'm locked on. Thanks for making your first listen every single day. Dos E Grandes.